How's it going? Hey, it's going good. Thanks for having me on this morning. I'm excited to answer questions. Kind of, I think there's just so much to talk about and figure out, and it's uh, just everything's um, new coming back. So, thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Thank you for coming on. I know everything's right now is is new. We're all kind of wondering what we're all doing to come back stronger, right? Which I think is great. I mean, the more questions we ask, the more curiosity, the more we can implement in our practices and so forth. But first and foremost, um, tell us where are you located right now? San Antonio, Texas, deep okay. in the heart of Texas. <laughs> How far from the Riverwalk are you? Um, like twenty miles. 20 miles? Okay. This is yeah, we're, we're, yeah, north central. So, like, you know, the Alamo is dead center in our city, and the city's like a wagon wheel kind of comes out from um, from the Alamo, and we're just completely north, north central of San Antonio. So, if you drive 20 miles north of the Alamo, you'd end up at our practice. Okay, cool. How long were you guys shut down for? Uh, we were shut down for six weeks. Wow. So, okay. we closed March 23rd. Our, we got an executive order from our governor on March 22nd, Sunday evening, and so we came in on um, Monday, so it's Monday morning, March 23rd, and uh, laid off our whole team and locked up our office and went home, and <laughs> um, and the Texas State Dental Board also um, required that it be, a, you know, we could only do dentistry if it was a life-threatening emergency, so there wasn't a lot of room to, to stay open and, and function mm. through that, so we closed down and then opened back up again May 1st. Okay. Um... If we rewind a little bit, can I ask how many people did you have to lay off? Uh, we laid off nine people. Oh, wow. Man, that's yeah. a, How was that? Yeah. Honestly, it was the hardest day of my life. It was like finding out, like, you know, my marriage had fallen apart and my husband was like, yeah, I have another girlfriend. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just wow. because, you know, I think, like, I, I just never imagined, I, I, none of us did, we never thought like the government would, would just shut us down as it happened so fast. There was not time. We, you know, Corona was like, it was on everybody's radar at that point. We had definitely limited our hygiene and we were, you know, doing masks at that point, like the N95 masks and like prior to shutting down, um, we'd eliminated our waiting room. We had done a lot of kind of just proactive things to, 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 to you know, be proactively, um, helping with preventing the spread of COVID, mm -hmm. but to ha to literally go from Saturday to Monday and it just happened so fast. Lock like sitting down with our team, um, you know, our team, we, we have an awesome team and just having to sit down with them and say like, this is what, it, this is what it is. Here's, you know, your, your letter. And, um, and then just locking the door, like walking out of our office and locking the door and not knowing like when we were coming back or what that looked like was literally, it was the, it was just unreal. I felt like I was like living in a, like just a movie or something and then getting yeah. home. And, and then from there, I really just focused on like gratitude of like the time. Like, it is what it is. Like all of us watching this, all of us on here today and every dentist across the country, like we're all in the same boat. It wasn't like I just did something wrong and the governor came and like said, you know, Cheryl, you have to lock your office down. It was like, we all had to do the exact same thing. And I really found a lot of comfort in that. Like we're just you know, it's never happened before to us and we weren't expecting it, but together, like, you know, we can all share coming back and work together and coming back. And so I have worked very, very hard the last five years. My children have seen very little of me. I often am, you know, 60 or 70 hours a week working. Um, and so it, I just was like, wow, there's no work to do. Like, let's just be a family. And um, my kids got to be home. My older kids that had moved away came home and quarantined with us. And um, it was just a, we just 
enjoyed it as a family and then came back and came back. It's exa- it's been exhausting coming back. So I, I am grateful for that <laughs> six weeks of yeah. just kind of like downtime and, and then coming back to a whole new world of dentistry. Yeah. You said you sent them or you gave them a letter. What was in the letter of the, your the employees that you've Yeah. Heard? Yeah. So we, yeah, basically it was um, very pro um, unemployment. We, you know, it was that, I think it was just, there was so many parts of it. I've, I've always fought unemployment. I've never been like, oh yeah, like let me fire you and then let me help you get unemployment. And obviously as, from an employer side, you know, if you're, you're trying to avoid unemployment because of the unemployment taxes and it, it, mm-hmm. it can get very costly if you have a lot of people in unemployment. But with our team, we gave them a letter letting that, like the letter was just very clear that we were forced to shut down because of the, um, go, we have Governor Abbott is our governor that did Governor Abbott's executive orders and the Texas State Dental Board that our office was forced to close due to um, this, uh, co- uh, the COVID pandemic and that they no longer had a job in our office. And so that was really to help them set up to just get unemployment as quickly as they could. Obviously, like financially for everybody, everybody was just like, what's going to happen? I don't have a job. And so we just um, wanted to do everything that we could on our end to make it as seamless as possible for them to like leave, you know, having a full time position that they had in our office to getting on unemployment um, or whatever that that looked like for each one of our employees. And we worked very much with each one of them helping to just make that happen as smoothly as possible so they could at least be collecting unemployment during this time. Okay. Got you. So, man, before that you were working fifty to sixty hours, and then now you're you're basically back there again, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, how are you? What are you doing right now? To you said you were closed for like about six weeks, and then you opened again. What's mm-hmm. changed now? What What's changed in your protocols? What's changed in your wording? What are you doing different yeah. now? So for me, the biggest, like the clearest thing for me coming back was to just really view coming back as a startup, which I think is kind of cool in this group because I know there's a lot of doctors here that has have done a startup. It's very fresh to them. And when you do a startup, you, you just, you don't, you don't know what's going to work or what's not going to work. You can sit, you can listen. Like I can say, oh, this works in my office and you can take it to your office and it may work really well. I think we talked about this in the last podcast that we did, like, you know, take what works and then, you know, go with it and run with it. And I really, um, I spent a lot of time just, um, um, thinking and processing kind of leading up to opening up again. And we had a, an amazing office closing down. We were actually, March was set to be our best month ever. A uh, solid team. Our culture was amazing. Like we were just, we were crushing it in March, which I think also made it that much harder to just be yeah. like slam stop <laughs> yeah. cold. Um, but to come back uh, in May and think that May would just pick up where March left off, I think was just going to set for me personally, a set and our team set us up for failure. And so we met with the team before we actually opened up. We spent a couple of hours just kind of going through new protocols and I'll touch base on that in a second, but just the mindset. And I was very, very um, clear with the team, like over and over, like we're coming, this is a startup now. Like, yes, we have a huge patient base. Yes. You know, we've got all, we've, we've got all these things that worked so amazing in March, but let's just try it. Like, let's try it. If it works, that's okay. We're going to quickly pivot like this, this word pivot that meant kind of something different in the beginning of the year um, Mm -hmm. is like pivoting again. And um, that's been so helpful because if you think if, if what you did before worked really well and you're trying to do it right now and it's not working, it's just, you get so frustrated and it's like, you just feel like you've hit a dead end. Whereas if you really come in every day, like, you know what? it's a new day. Like we're going to like yesterday didn't work. I mean, PPE, like I did not have PPE was not even in my vocabulary really. Like, yeah, it was in the OSHA book, but I did not ever 
think about that or have to deal with that. And it is a large part of our day, um, our, uh, our expenditures. I mean, just on the billing side of insurance to like, you know, making sure everybody's like in it, all of that. So, um, just it, not being frustrated, like, okay, like this works great. We had a really, we have a really solid foundation. It's like we had a hurricane just come through and like totally take out our building, but our foundation was really strong. And so it's like, okay, our foundation is strong. We've got, you know, our team, our, our core team that we brought back, we've not brought everybody back, but we brought um, um, almost everybody back so far. Um, and they're, they're here and we, we're, we work well together. So let's just mm. fail fast, fail forward. And if it didn't work, if it worked before and it didn't work now, okay, like throw it out the back door and like yeah. start something new again. And I think if without that mindset, I would just be, I'd be so frustrated and exhausted because there's a lot of things that aren't working on this end, like no waiting room policy. That was one of the things that we had done that before we closed down. Um, and we, I know, I think that's pretty much what we're all doing right now across the country is this no waiting room policy. Um, and just kind of figuring that out, like, what does that look like? How do you, how do you communicate with the patients? How do you, you know, get them from their car to their room and, and mm -hmm. who's doing that. And, um, and so, just slowly working through each process. And I mean, we're, we're week uh, five in now, five or six in, and we are still changing things because it's like the, like the fifth week, um, you know, we're still, we don't have a system that feels good. Like it works, but it just is still not. So it's like, okay, um, what, how can we change this again? Let's try this this week. R bringing routing slips back in the first uh, couple of weeks, we, we just didn't even do routing slips, which was a like was a nightmare yeah. because <laughs> uh, we didn't have that, you know, tracking the patient. We didn't have that information on it. It was too much though. When I knew with my team, like coming in, having to wear the N95 masks, all this PPE gear, you know, waiting room, like all these extra things that we're doing. And then we're like trying to keep this riding slip, like, you know, not contaminated throughout the office when we don't even understand what that looks like. And we're, um, last week was our first successful week with riding slips. And it was like, high five everybody we routing slips are back in they look totally different they it's a difference like they we do it differently now than we did before but they're back and it's working for now so um yeah. th things like that just slowly figuring out a new way and being like just totally okay with it being different than what it was gotcha gotcha so you said your whole team is not back yet Correct. why why what, what happened there um, uh, so some of them aren't comfortable coming back. We actually, um, there's some that we did offer, like we offered them their position back and they just, um, did not feel comfortable coming in and working during this time. And so, um, they just said, you know, we, we just want to wait until we're back to normal. Like whenever it's pre COVID, then that's, you know, when we, we could come back. One of the things that, um, you know, my husband is the dentist um, that he has found is that with those N95 masks with a surgical mask over the top of it, when he does oxygen saturation, which is like, you know, where you're monitoring how much oxygen you're is actually like you're intaking, mm -hmm. it's like between 90 and 95%, which is not ideal at all. Like I have one of my sons that has asthma at 90%, like they would admit him at the hospital and put him on oxygen because he's struggling breathing. And so I think for a lot of us uh, or not like people for people that are prone to anxiety, you have that mask on, it's hard to breathe. So you're, you're just, your oxygen is not at its fullest potential that you are doing. And then, you know, you just start to maybe start thinking about home or maybe a financial position that you're in, or in the moment, the patient's just giving you grief because let's be honest, our patient can create yeah, yeah. anxiety in the room, you know, you're like frustrated with the patient. Um, and in that moment, I think it's very easy to have a, an anxiety attack or a panic attack. Uh, and the same person pre-COVID, that would have never happened. And so 
Um, so to answer your question, um, just uh, some of them just aren't, uh, some of them um, just weren't, um, um, kind of wanted to go different. Yeah, not comfortable coming back, um, you know, not maybe pursuing different um, opportunities outside of dentistry. I think, um, you know, just it, it, it is a, it's a lot to be back. And I think once now our team, if you talk to any of them, they feel great. They ha they're coming in happy the first day. Like everybody came in, like you could just see the like, uh, yeah. kind of just the anxiety that everybody had at that first meeting. I mean, now, like, I mean, my team, like, it, it's awesome in here. Like the, the, like super high energy, everybody's smiling, like doing great. Um, but that it wasn't that coming in and, and leadership wise, that was probably one of the most challenging things that I've had to do is um, just lead with incredible enthusiasm when I didn't even want to some days and I just wanted to like literally tear that mask off my face and be like, if I have to wear a mask for another day, I'm going to like, <laughs> yeah, <I'm trying laughs> I don't know what yeah. I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get um, you. But like from a leadership position to just like continue to lead and look for things that we could do. We do a lot of um, stuff with our team now just for morale and, um, just uh, like health wise that we were very attentive to that we didn't do before. So taking breaks for everybody that's wearing a mask. Well, everybody has to wear masks, but specifically those KNs or the N95 masks. Um, just getting away, stepping outside. Our, our break room goes out back. So like just taking, going outside. We made it a fun game um, in the morning and in the afternoon, uh, go outside for, even if it's just five minutes, take your mask off and just take some deep breath, deep breaths, like breathe some fresh air. If you have your Apple watch, nice. like do a breathe session and grab a water bottle because another thing too is before everybody had water bottles not obviously like easily accessible to kind of just grab on a break or in between patients yeah. whereas you know now that's a big no-no like everything has to stay in the break room and then it's so much work to take off your mask get off your ppe go in the break room so people were not drinking um like they should have been so um at the end of the first week we realized people were getting dehydrated um you know they're wearing a mask all day that's really hard um so Headaches taking a quick water break headaches yeah just feeling like you're in a funk like you you're just not clear um feeling drowsy or like like uh, like you're just dragging and so we really focused addressing those issues because ultimately if you, if you aren't feeling like you can't perform if you if you're if you're not taking care of your body and you're not doing what you need to do so we were really attentive to our team and just trying to keep a pulse on everybody like to to figure out again like what's the new look like we've never had mandatory breaks in our office ever like it was like hey if you need a break take it but it's not now it's like we gamify it if you do a morning break and an afternoon break, um, and then on Friday, we are like, we have a smoothie king across the street and it's like $5 smoothies on Fridays. So everybody gets a, five, um, a, a, a smoothie on Friday for taking their water breaks every morning and every afternoon. So like we kind of gamified it to make it fun, but also I was like, you got to do this. Like even this morning, I'm here at the office and I have um, one of my assistants. I was like, make sure she was just in a long procedure. And I was like, make sure you're like, we'll, we'll let the patient know that you're just taking a few minutes breaks. And we have those conversations with the patients um you know i'll go in and say hey mr jones like gabby's going to be with you just a minute she just stepped out of the procedure next door normally she would have just hopped in here but dr cornelius is wanting her to just take a couple of minutes take her mask off and breathe and get some fresh air and then she'll step in so if it feels like things are a little bit longer a little bit you know like you know you're just kind of sitting here and no one is taking care of you like know that it's actually like the opposite that we're going above and beyond to make sure that everybody is safe that you know that we're getting a few minutes to breathe without our mask on so that when we're in we can do the best job of taking care of you um and just having those conversations with the patients and they've been amazing. I've not once had a patient be like, what? Like, you know, and we've extended appointment time. So they're longer. Yeah. What the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
So even we just, and every time we see a patient, uh, we have one assistant whose only job is, his job is just taking the temperatures um, of the patients before they walk in, um, asking the pre-screening questions, and then he seats them in the room. Um, and then he just kind of goes over with him um, things like, you know, the appointment's going to be a little bit longer today. If it feels like you're sitting, you are, but just know that we can't be efficient anymore, mm -hmm. but that means everybody's safe. So Dr. Cornelius would rather have everybody safe than being efficient. And what you were used to in our office is not what it is today, but know that, that everything is going exactly the, the way that it needs to be so that you're, that it's the safest that you could possibly be in our office. And like, Oh, Oh, awesome. Great. That sounds great. So yeah. when they, but if you didn't tell them that, even if you're doing all of it and you don't have that conversation with them, then it's like, oh, where's the doctor? Like, oh, where's that person? Whereas yeah. instead it's like, oh, they are like, it's different, but we're safe. So it's all good. Yeah, so, that's true. Like an explanation is always, is always like, it goes uh, a long important. way. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah it's communication. Um, Daniel Johnson, Daniel, what's up, man? Um, he asked a question. He said, have you seen staff not want to come back because they make more with unemployment and the extra 600 they get? Um, for, for our team, no, um, our core team that we brought back, I know there's a lot of offices that are having that, that problem. Um, I don't with the core team that I brought back. Um, they, they are making less. That is a very, that's a good conversation to have. They are making obviously less working for me now than they would be if they were on unemployment collecting that extra $600. Um, but I think there's also, they know right now they have a full-time job coming back and eventually unemployment is going to run off, run out. And so like the one that I talked about earlier that um, couldn't come in, I need an assistant for that position right now. Like I have to fill that position. And so I don't know what that looks like. You know, I don't know in two months or three months or four months if that job is available. So I think like the team that we have right now wanted their job security was more important than yeah. collecting extra money. And I, it's a personal decision for each person. Um, and I think the, the, for us in the, like for our office, they, they didn't want to have their job offered to somebody else. Cause they knew that it would be obviously if you don't come in and take you, we're open, we're seeing patients. If, yeah. if you don't show up, I'm going to hire somebody else. If that person outdoes you or like you, we don't have that position, then you, you know, unemployment's, great if and you're making tons of money on it but um if you don't take it so i and i think there was there was definitely um just the anxiety of in the very beginning of just like what if i get covid what if we shut down like all kind of those questions whereas now i think um everybody's feeling really good about it so mm -hmm. um but i know there's a lot of offices that have that um that problem that is definitely yeah. a huge issue that a lot of people are dealing with right now on I'm struggling hiring people so the position I have I need um, three positions right now that um, that I need to hire for I can't find anybody that is qualified for it and I think that it is exactly this problem like the people that don't already have that position they're sitting at home they don't work in our office they haven't experienced like what a job is in our office and so like and eh, I just kind of waited out I'd rather not have to work I, I really don't even have many people applying for the position. Um, I had what are the two apply. positions? It's just different assisting, different assisting ah. positions. And so one of them applied. Um, they don't even have a dental assisting license in Texas. Mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I was like, and it's then it's going to take over a month for them to get it, and I'm like, eh, okay, that's just not like not going to work very well right now. Yeah. So even like if I would hire you, I can't hire you because you don't have it. So I am struggling hiring people that weren't already in our office. That's my that's my problem right now. Okay. Okay. So that's been a struggle hiring people um, who are not in your office right now or bringing back the full team. What else mm-hmm. has been a struggle? Uh, has like collections and productions been? So what were you projected to make in March? And then did you see any emergencies during this time or no? Not really. Just um, just, uh, just a couple, but nothing. We didn't see that. It was existing patients that needed to be seen, like that had had a surgery done that were having a complication. But no, we didn't do emergencies. Like just, no. Okay. Okay. So then what were you projected to make in March? And what are you like starting to projecting to make in June? So March, we were projected to do about 200K. And then May, we finished at 125. And June, I think we'll be back to 200. So um, I'm seeing a lot of people that are wanting, like I, uh, closing treatment is easier than it's ever been before. Um, I think that um, normally... I mean, I think we're like the last time I ran the numbers were like at 90% closing treatment, which is unreal. Like I've measured numbers for the last five years. That's like just insane that, that, to be able to do that. But for mm-hmm. our patient base that we have, I think not being able to get work done for six weeks like that, like kind of not being able to get done. And then, you know, there has been a lot of money that's been, you know, pumped into our economy from stimulus money to like, you know, different, different, um, maybe unemployment and stuff. So I think people do have a little bit more money right now. So ortho cases, I mean, we have three ortho starts tomorrow, which is crazy. Like that's not normal at all for us. And so, um, I feel like people that are coming in, uh, that do have like a toothache instead of like thinking about it or like, well, I don't know, I'm going to go like think about it and come back. They're just like, can I get it done today? Can I get it done today? Just kind of like wanting to do it right away. So, I feel like that's not going to be the normal. I kind of like the saying, what is it like? Um, make hay when the sun shines. I think that because we were closed for six weeks and a lot of our patients had, you know, things they wanted to get done during those six weeks that they couldn't, they all want to get, get in and get seen. And then we do, we've limited our hours now. We used to be open from like 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. like Monday through Thursday. We'd be open Saturdays. We had like all these extended hours and weekends that we worked and we've just brought it. We've near, we all, we're open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Thursday and Friday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And Fridays we do no hygiene. It's just like IV sedation, like surgery, surgery days, um, implants, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, and then we're not doing assisted hygiene anymore. We used to do assisted hygiene in our hygiene department. I mean, we just were like, it was a revolving door as far as patients, like, you know, the hygienist was like seeing two patients an hour because she had an assistant helping her. And then a uh, doctor as well was just like, just all like all over the place, kind of yeah. efficient, right? He was efficient. That's what we were all doing. And we've cut all that back. So the hygienist is doing one patient an hour by herself without an assistant right now. Um, and I have two hygienists. So both hygienists are doing one patient an hour. Um, and so we just don't have that many appointments available. So I think that patients, like when we say, oh, well, we can get you in, but it's going to be like three weeks. They're like, oh, I'll take that appointment today. Like, oh, I can do it today. Like I'll do it today. Cause it's like the mm-hmm. scarcity mindset. I think that there is scarcity, scarcity from us being closed for six weeks and then scarcity that we do have limited appointments. Like we can't prior to us closing down, we could get any patient in. That was like, that was one of kind of like, um, one of the things in our office that was like, we could always get a patient in within, um, 
two days. So if you called today, I could have your treatment complete. Like we always just kept opening up, opening up, creating more time, creating more providers so that we always could get patients and they would never have to wait to come to our office. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's like, yeah, you have to go on the waiting list. And it creates like, they're like, Oh, you know, oh, let me get it done right now. I can do it yeah. today. Let's do it today. So I, I don't, I honestly don't think that's long-term. I don't think that's going to stay the way, like, I, I think it's going to wean off after a while, but just going back over the last six weeks and getting all those patients in that were on the schedule that we canceled. And then all the exist like patients just calling in and saying, Oh, my tooth, they'll say like, you know, my tooth was bothering me like during COVID and I couldn't come in. Like, can you take care of it today? Like they just be as, you know, mm-hmm. whereas before it was kind of like, Oh, Oops. I'll do it today. Cause it's like, sorry. That scares my <laughs> She's like, I don't, Siri doesn't understand. <laughs> I, know. I don't understand. That was good. So then what, what are you saying or what did you say in order to bring everybody back? Would you send like just an email out or you, were you calling a, a bunch of people and schedule treatment? What were you doing? Yeah. So we sent an email out that said that we closed down. And then that was actually the only communication that we had with our patients. I made the decision about a couple of days in that I was not going to reach out to our patients at all and like give updates because I did the marketing, right? So it would be coming from me. And I was overwhelmed with the amount of people emailing me. I think we can all like agree like it was insane the number of emails I, like any person who's ever had my email ever had something to like offer me or sell me or tell me <laughs> about corona yeah and i was like if i get another email i'm gonna just like i don't know um and I, I knew like everybody it was very overwhelming and like honestly the end of the like we we did the day that we closed down we sent a short nice letter just kind of saying like hey we're closed down um, like this, we'll let you know when we open back up again. And I made the decision, um, not to really do any social media, um, not to do anything just because I, um, I didn't, a, I didn't want to just constantly be maintaining it. And I, you know, at the end of the day, who wants to hear from their dentist, like over and over and over again, mm. if, if you're not already doing it now, I know there's some like super cool offices, like Ashley's office. Like I think her patients would totally expect to like hear from her and want updates, but our office socially wasn't already doing that. And so for me to go from not doing it to doing it would have just been like one more person in the middle of like COVID, like today, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk about this. So mm-hmm. we didn't send any emails out. And then when we came back, we actually called every patient we um, and texted them. Um, but I didn't do any blasts or anything. And with us like kind of having our schedule um, more condensed than what it was, we really wanted to kind of just control. We didn't, I did not want to send out to, you know, a couple thousand patients, hey, we're open and not be able to get them all in. We wanted to slowly kind of, we built out our schedule back up to full capacity with what it is very quickly. Um, and so just having that controlled. So um, we haven't kind of email blasted. We called and we've texted and we just say, hey, we're open. Um, you know, we, we wanted to reach out to you. Do you feel comfortable coming in for your hygiene appointment? And just kind of leave it with them. And then either they say yes or no. And if they say yes, then we'll get them scheduled. And if they say no, we're like, oh, we absolutely understand. Um, you know, we'll reach out to, to you and then whatever the next month is July. And then we have columns on. So like, it, well, from May to June, um, like this week, like we have columns of all the patients that said like, Oh, just reach out to me in June. So now we're like following up with those. And then like from now to July, like we'll put them out in July. So like, no, I really don't want to come in yet. I don't feel comfortable so that we just can, as soon as July rolls around, we'll start working through all those patients and they don't get lost. And then the other cool thing that we're doing is we send a little hygiene kit to all of our hygiene patients that don't feel comfortable coming in. We write a, we have a little letter that we wrote that just says, Hey, um, you know, we're missing you, you know, we missed you at your hygiene appointment. We totally understand like, um, 
I can post it later. It's kind of just like a nice letter that just says like, we're thinking about you. We hope you're safe. Yeah. And here's a toothbrush. So you can like keep up with your oral hygiene. Um, and then we send their hygiene bag that they would have gotten at their cleaning um, in a little package and we hand address it to them. So they get a package in the mail. And so that's been received really well. We've actually had patients call that are like, you know, I'm ready to come in. Like I missed you guys or like, thanks for my toothbrush. And um, so that that's something that we've, we've done as well. So anyone not coming in because they're afraid of, just, you know, Corona or COVID or, you know, not even necessarily afraid, like if they're, um, you know, immune compromised or they shouldn't be in for whatever reason and they need to stay home elderly people, that kind of thing, like just sending them a toothbrush and saying, hey, we miss you. Got you. So they're all existing patients right now, pretty much, right? None of them are, uh, are uh, there any new patients? Yeah, we had 25 new patients last month with like zero oh. marketing, completely no marketing at all. But we have like over 600 reviews. And so I think that's just the organic it's truly organic. I shut off my SEO. I shut off, I shut off every form of marketing that we do completely when we closed down for COVID because I was trying to just be as like trim as possible and not like, spend any extra money. So I shut everything down and I haven't turned anything back on. And was that easy? Like, did some companies give you like some slack or like they were like, no, you can't? Or yeah, there there was one specifically that was pretty rough to deal with, but. Um, most of the rest of them were, were really good. My SEO company was awesome. Um, yeah, uh, and most of the companies were, were really good, um, but there was there was one that was was challenging. So, which um, is interesting. It's interesting how everybody handles it, and I think it, it did definitely show true colors for a lot of companies as well. Just you know, we as an office, we finance our patients um, in house. We take care. We do in house financing, and so we we had patients that called and said, "Hey, I can't." pay my bill, I'm unemployed. And so we were, you know, very gracious and said, Hey, no problem. We'll, you know, cancel the, the um, payment for this month, add it to the end of your payment plan. If you need to call, you need it next month, call us, let us know. Um, just because I think that's the right thing to do. I mean, yeah. it sucks for us because we aren't collecting the money from those patients, but ultimately if, if you know, they need a month off, we'll, we'll give it to them and Mm-hmm. Collect on, gotcha. the, on the end so that was kind of our policy so okay. how how easy or difficult was it for you to find the right ppe before opening yeah it was um i spent a lot of time um working on that we our saving grace has actually been the state of texas has had um uh, pickups once a week you can go it's random on what you get for ppe for um uh, the N95s, the K95s, the gowns. Um, it was, you just kind of had to be really creative. We um, we did get the face shields. Um, they don't like wearing them very much. <laughs> so we really, I, I have more than enough face shields at this point. Uh, the gowns, uh, the disposable gowns, I got creative. We have a washer, uh, washing and dry, washing washing machine and dryer here with a sanitized cycle on it we're washing our disposable gowns and they i can get about 50 washes out of one disposable gown so that was is a buttload of laundry i do like well between me and everybody we do 50 loads of laundry a week (laughs) but we we couldn't get gowns at first that was the one thing that would have just shut us like we 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 would have we had um i think we had 17 disposable gowns when we opened so if we had used them one time and thrown them away, we would have seen 17 patients and been done. So yeah. I actually, before we opened, I took one gown and washed it to see what would happen to it. And it like did great. And so I did it on the sanitized cycle and then we run it in the dryer for like almost two hours. So there's like, it's, there's nothing, yeah, <laughs> nothing yeah, yeah. left on it. Um, 
And then, well, what I found is the, the lingerie bag bags that you would buy to like wash like lingerie. And so it doesn't like get destroyed in the washing machine. That was like the secret to being able to wash those gowns. Cause if you wash them and just throw them in the washer, they are like a tangled mess. And the strings that you use to like tie up, uh, just, they, they shred the gown apart because they get tied and there's all this like tension while they're being washed. So if you put the disposable gown into a lingerie bag, which um, originally we started at dollar store, but that didn't work very well. They couldn't, we couldn't get enough and the bags fell apart, but Walmart has them for like a dollar 19. I put two gowns into a lingerie bag um, and then we run it through the wash and then take them out and reuse them again. So that was one system that took us quite a while to figure out how that worked. Cause a, we've never, I mean, doc uses them once in a while before, but the hygienists weren't using them and we weren't washing them. So like how from they put them on before they walk in the room and then when they leave the room, they go into a laundry basket. And then from that laundry basket, then we gown up into PPE to put them into the washing machine. Um, and then sterilize the basket that they were in and then put it back. So it's a little bit of a process, but um, disposable gowns have, have been the most challenging for us to keep, get. So that's how we've overcome that, that one. Gotcha. You, gotcha. You. Okay. And then I know um, you, <clears throat> so you kind of messaged me like how the, this, I guess, pause, right. Or this coronavirus throughout that time. I mean, a lot of us can view it as like, Oh my gosh, you know, which is, it's, it's reasonable. Like, oh my gosh, I'm losing money. Like I am, you know what I mean? I'm doing all these things, but yeah. you kind of saw it in a positive um, way. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, like there's things that we can control and there's things that we can't control. I am naturally a person who likes to kind of have control over a lot of things. Um, and for like when we moved here to Texas and we bought this practice, um, I think we shared a little bit about it in, in the last podcast that we did. And it was just, it was a mess and we we're struggling. Um, we almost declared bankruptcy or that was that bad. And no, not, not to sound harsh or judge anybody, but nobody cared. Like nobody knew us in Texas. Like we had no friends, we had no family, no dentist came and put their arm around us and was like, Hey, you want a couple of my patients or here, let me tell you like what works in my office. Like we yeah. were just dying on our own and trying to figure it out. So for me personally, like this time round, like, I mean, that day that we locked our office down, I was just, it was, I was just kind of, uh, it was all surreal, but at the same time, I'm like, I can't believe this just happened. But then when I got home and I started thinking about it and I was like, man, we are like, we're all in this together. There, it, It's going to be rough coming out of it. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what opening up again looks like. I don't know what dentistry looks like on the other side. Um, but I'm just going to stop and I'm just going to do all the things that I do, like my list that I make of, you know, exercising more, eating more healthy, spending more time with my family, um, all of these things that I always am going to do or I want to do to like better myself that there's just not ever time for because there's a million other things going on. Even, you know, my kids were home from school, so there was no sports, there was no school. I mean, there was school at home, but um, there was like no birthday parties to go to. There was just, there was nothing to do, but to really stay home. And so um, I just, I made lists of things that I had like wanted to do and that were important to me that like that I accomplished. And then just thinking constantly, like how grateful it was the most incredible gift of time given to us um, that we could never have bought. Like if I had had a billion dollars, I could not have like, stopped the world for six weeks, brought my older children back home, like just been able to take a breath and, you know, not have, there was 
even when I go on vacation, I still am working. Like I'm checking my emails, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. setting up appointments or I'm, you know, I'm doing things. I'm never stopping even when I am technically like on vacation or like taking a time out. There's always, and if I did stop, the amount of work I would come back to would be so much that it would be overwhelming, which is one of the reasons I never stop because it's like, oh, if I take a week off, oh my gosh, there's so much work I have to do when I get back. So at least let me keep on top of a little bit. Whereas, you know, with this time there, it was truly a complete stop. Um, And so I just thought, okay, I'm going to be incredibly grateful for it. And I'm just going to make the best of it. Because if I sit here and I worry and I'm freaking out and I'm having all this anxiety and I do like think out like every like worst case scenario, it's not going to change anything. There's nothing that can be changed right now. Um, and we're all in the same boat. Like literally, like we're all going to come back and try and figure this out. We're going to all like, I mean, it's been an incredible, there's been so many resources to help figure it out. None of us are alone. Like no one has had to like in a like locked room, figure out PPE on their own. There's just mm-hmm. so many resources. And at first we all were like, what do we do? How do we do this? But it's like, oh, you can do this over here. You know, here, like I've texted so many of my friends that are, you know, in the dental here in San Antonio. I'm like, hey, did you know about the Bear County thing? Did you know about the state thing? Like, oh, okay, awesome. Let's do that. And people have sent me information. Um, and so we have so many resources kind of coming back to it. And so, you know, you can only control so much and we couldn't control this. It couldn't control like none, no, none of us it's kind of the same as the riots that are going on right now too. Like there's just nothing to control about it. So you can stress and have anxiety and have all kinds of, you know, sleepless nights and, or we can just say, okay, like let's just make the best of it. And, um, and when, and, and you yeah. know, when we get back to it, like I knew when we came back, it was going to be like brutally hard. I knew that I, but I didn't think about it. I was just like, okay, like whenever that happens, like I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be rested. I'm going to be super thankful for that time that I had with my family. My oldest actually got married in the middle of quarantine in our backyard with really? our family and her and his family, like literally his family came and stood on one side of the yard. And, like Our family was on the other side and they kind of went in the middle and decided to just get married because they were supposed to get married um, in a couple of weeks. They were getting married in June and they just were like, screw it. Like we're going to get married <laughs> and have a quarantine wedding. They yeah. had it, they videoed it. So like everybody watched it live on, <laughs> on, That's on so the cool. internet. Um, and That's so, so cool. but it, yeah, it was, it was crazy. But, um, yeah, so I think, you know, I, I think it's just a mindset. We actually start our mornings here with like gratitude and, and I think it, it just, it's, it's just choosing to focus on what we have that we're grateful for, no matter what the circumstances are around us. Somebody always has it worse. Like somebody is always in a much worse situation. Um, and we always can take what we have and we can build something with it and make it better. And, you know, I think it's just having that mindset that you're, you know, and especially, and I think though in dentistry for me specifically, it's like, like, let's be a lighthouse. Like, let's just like do what we can share what we can like help each other out um, like, and then we'll all get to the other side together and we're really running a marathon right now. That was another concept that I had, um, is this is not a sprint. I can sprint. I'm good at sprinting and really like realizing it with our whole team myself that we are marathon. This is like, we're not, we're not just done at the end of May. I wasn't like, Oh, if I hold my breath and run as fast and hard as I can at the end of May, June's going to be awesome. And I can just stop and everything's back to normal. It's not like it's, I think, I think we have a lot of cycles coming ahead of us. I mean, the rioting is like literally a whole new level that no one even could possibly have wrapped their mind around a couple yeah. of weeks ago, right? Yeah. So it's like if you had sprinted and held your breath and been like, okay, like we made it to the end, like now already, and then now you have the rioting, like it's just, you can't. So 
you're just going to burn out and crash and burn and die. And I mean, I feel like, you know, whatever it is, whether it's dentistry or kids or life, it's like, you have to just, especially right now, like you have to pace yourself and go, okay, like, you know, if you have to take a break and let somebody else run a portion of it, or, you know, with the team, like taking breaks, um, you know, figuring out how things are going to work, you know, what, what's the best, like training, kind of getting things going up and going again. It's, it is a, it is a marathon. We're not, yeah. we are not anywhere near to whatever, what is it, whatever the end is, what does the end look like? Like what is dentistry in a month in six months next year? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> I, know no I, saw, I saw an article the other day. I think it was posted in one of the, I think dental hacks nation or something where Ebola is coming back or something like that. And I was like, Oh, okay. Get on the waiting list. Okay. Because 2020 is kind of a little bit <laughs> right. like, you know, hurry up 2021 or something because yeah it's it's starting to you're right it's a marathon we can't really predict we could have been like all right we finished COVID, mm-hmm. we finished corona but now we're open but then i mean some practices are being like really really affected by the looting and everything like that so right i mean yeah yeah okay so cheryl what's the last piece of advice you would like to give to the startups um to the people who are probably who they've opened and um they had to shut down pretty much immediately. I think the most important thing we can do is focus on our team right now as like as doctors um, or like I'm not the doctor, but the spouse kind of leading it, um, the, like the leader, like leadership is so incredibly important right now. Um, finding things that you can do with your team. Uh, one of the things that we've done, um, see, I thought I had it with me in here. Uh, I had a piece of paper. We have a little piece of paper throughout the, Sorry, I lost it. Um, throughout the office, and it's like about this big, and it says, um, um, "I'm thankful for you because." And we started doing this like probably the second or third week because I noticed like there was just like this kind of like, mundane. Like people were just like still like, like not, ugh. yeah, like yeah. I'm here, but that was it. And I'm like, what are we gonna do? How can we make this? And so we, um, you just write down when you see somebody did something, you know, like hey you know, Gabby stayed an extra hour to wrap up a patient or, Hey Val, I'm super thankful because you're overhauling the ortho department again, or Mm -hmm. Mylene, like you're a rock star because you like took the speaking idea that I had and you ran with it. And every Friday there's smoothies here because she's like making sure everybody has smoothies. Um, but we do it for everybody. And then I put poster boards up in the break room in the back, um, that says like, um, uh, teamwork makes the dream work or something. And every morning, so we have a jar and throughout the day, people just write like love. They're basically love bombs. If, um, you know, for anybody who's listened to Mark Costas, like love bombs. So there are love bombs that you do throughout the day, drop them in the jar in the morning at morning huddle. I read them to everybody. So we do our gratitude. Then I read the love bombs and um, it like it literally people are just glowing. Like when you hear that somebody appreciated something you did the day before, it just starts the next day. And then we're actively looking to see like, how can I like, who did something for me or what can I, who, how can I put it in a jar? So it's like a, a shift to a mind shift of, you know, just like, Oh, I'm here at work. Like I'm just going to do my work and go home. It's like really, if you can get your team to just be solid and appreciate each other and appreciate how hard we are all working and acknowledge that I think acknowledging how hard, and I do that every morning at morning huddle, like, everybody is carrying a lot of extra weight right now. And we're all trying to figure out kind of what a position looks like. So acknowledging that, and then just, we do whoever has the most love bombs from the week gets a pedicure. That's what we do in our office. Cause I have like a nail salon right next door. So it's super easy. Um, except for the guys, they get like an Academy card, but, um, <laughs> unless they want a, a pedicure, yeah, <laughs> they want yeah. a pedicure, then that's great. But, um, 
but just, I think having a pulse on your team, because is, if is difficult as it is like as a leader, they're, they are looking for good leadership right now. And I think the offices that have really good leadership, um, are going to be the ones that rise up and are going to be the ones where you're, you know, you're, your team is there for you. I need them to be there for me. I need these guys to show up. Like I need to count on them a hundred percent and having that leadership to be able to just, um, find ways that you can acknowledge that they're, you know, crushing it. Um, if they're not crushing it, help them figure it out for them. Like don't count on them to figure out how they're going to, how they're going to overcome their problem. Cause they're probably not going to. So being very, very attentive to your team members and watching them, listening to them, asking them, like, Hey, how are things going at home? You know, like just if you can, if, if something is off um, and being, having that, being attentive to them. Cause I think that it's just so easy to snap right now. I mean, I think all of us yeah. feel like, I mean, I have days that I could just snap, but as a leader, I can't. Um, and then making sure that it might, that you just have a pulse on the team and that you're just building that core culture. Cause it's, you know, it's kind of like when you go through something really, really hard together, whether, you know, it's your team here, whether it's a sports team, whether it's your family, a marriage, if you go through and you come back out on the other end, the goal is that you're like a lot stronger. And I think it's a time that, you know, we can do that with our team and we can really invest in them and, and lead them very well and come out super strong on the other end. Or, you know, it, it's a, it's an awful time to be in dentistry right now in a lot of ways as far as like just trying to survive through this. And so making it fun, um, you know, finding ways to, to create and to recognize and acknowledge and cheer on um, that are safe and comfortable for your team. And there's not, again, like what I do for my team probably wouldn't you know be the same for somebody across the street, but we all know our teams and, and letting them kind of give their insight as well. I've let the couple of team members like run with some ideas that we had or kind of change it up a little bit. And they loved kind of getting in on that. So it, uh, patient, I, you know, obviously there's a patient focus, but I think our, our teams are, we have got to just keep, keep our team, keep leading our team. Like leadership is hard as it is and challenging day in, day out yeah. <laughs> um, as it is. Cause we're not just doing that. We're doing a million other things. Um, but that leadership is, it's a time that we get to really like push our, ourselves to be better leaders um, and um, get our team to a place that I don't think I would have ever done or even cared about. And not to sound like aloof or like, Oh, I don't care, but I just didn't need to care because it wasn't that important mm -hmm. pre COVID post COVID, like now opening up again on the other side, like it's really important. I need these guys and I need them to know that like they're wanted, they're needed. Um, yeah. and we all, we all need each other. So yeah, that's <laughs> true. That, it that's goes good. a long way. I think. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay. I like that. I like that advice. Keep in mind your team. Like it's true. We need leadership. We always needed leadership actually, but I mean like right now is like the time where mm -hmm. like it shows, you know? So yeah, that's true. But alrighty, everybody, thank you so much for watching. If you're listening on the podcast, then make sure you join the Making of a Dental Startup group. That way you can ask any questions or concerns to any of the guests, to Cheryl or anybody. And if you guys watching right now have any questions or concerns, feel free to just, they can reach out to you, right Cheryl? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. So yeah, if anybody watching, just feel free to reach out, comment in below, and then Cheryl will answer those comments. But all right, Cheryl, thank you so much for being with us. It was a pleasure, and uh, we'll hear from you soon. Thanks. Awesome. Have a great day.